living for the end of that tape. And at the end, it doesn't really matter in the scheme of eternity. We just live for ourselves. And I talked about living for the glory of God that goes on forever and what we're actually doing. Um, before we pray, I want you to think about this. What do you think about Citrus County? What do you think about this place? Do you like living here? Do you love the nature, the springs, the manatees? Or is this a hard place to live? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for your church and your community. We pray that you speak to us tonight. Lord, we pray that you just show us Jesus in your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I'm turning to um, the Bible and to the Old Testament. Um, and if you don't have your Bible, I encourage you guys to bring your Bibles um, here on Wednesday nights. Really, bring your Bibles. Um, and turn to the book of Jeremiah if you do, or if you have your phone, you can um, take it out. Um, chapter 29. And here's the context. The people of God, right? The people of God were living in the promised land, right? They were living in the promised land, Jerusalem. And they, they're supposed to be set apart for God. But the people fail. The people of God fail over and over again. And God is warning them because they've been so unfaithful. Jerusalem then is taken over by the Babylonians. And the people of God were exiled into Babylon. And Jeremiah, who was not exiled, is writing from Jerusalem to the people of God. And the people of God are wondering how long it's going to be till they can come back in to the promised land, right? And so this is the context that we're in when we read this, all right? So we're in verse 1. It says, These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders of the exiles and to the priests and the prophets and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, Verse 4 says, Thus the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles who I have sent from exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them. He's talking about Babylon. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives to your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply their and do not decrease, but seek in the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For its welfare, you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed from Babylon, I will visit you. And I will fulfill you to my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Here's uh, one of my first points. Settle into your place. Look again at verse 5 and 6. It says, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Hold up. God is telling his people who are in exile, not in the holy city, in Babylon, to seek the welfare. Jerusalem is, is known as God's holy city, and they're not in there. 
He says, seek the welfare of the city. They're in a place they don't want to be. They're in a place they do not want to be. Do you love the place that you're in? Do you love your school? Do you love your home? Do you love the people of Citrus County? Have you settled in? Do you love your street, your neighborhood? Think for a second of ways that you can impact your community. Impact Citrus County. All right, guys, let's, let's, let's take our phones away now that we're done reading. Um, as high schoolers, God can you use you guys in powerful ways. Can you use you guys in powerful ways. Think for a second. How can you settle in? I want to hear from you. How can you guys settle in? How can you seek the welfare of the city? Logan, make friends. But Logan, spread the gospel. Logan, be vulnerable. Yeah. Anyone else? Nick? You can volunteer. How can you volunteer, Nick? Labor for free. Like maybe help out with the food bank. Yeah. Back there? Volunteer too. Yeah, these are great ways. You guys are capable of this. Brock? Putting money in the box. For the kids. For the kids. All right. Um, these are good. Think about these. You guys are capable of doing this. God's people are settling in here, right, in a place they don't want to be. And God is calling them to love the place and settle in. And God is calling you to love the place that you're in, to love the school you're in. If you're at Citrus, God's calling you to love that place. If you're in Lacanto, God is calling you to love that place. If you're in Crystal River, God is calling you to love that place. If you're at Seven Rivers, God is calling you to love that place. Here's the second point. Seek the shalom of your place. And this word shalom is all over verse 7. But seek the welfare, that welfare means shalom, of the city, where I sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare, your shalom. So what is shalom? Peace, prosperity. Um, Pastor Brandon said a couple weeks ago, Seek the shalom of the place where I have sent you. We are to bring the healing and the beauty of the gospel to all that is ugly among us. God did not put us here to use the county to build a great church, but he puts here to use the resources of the church for the community. Let me say that again. God did not put us here to build a great church. He put us here to use the resources of the church for the community. And one way we do that is our, could be in, in our schools, like we just talked about. It could be in our sports. It could be in our families. It could be in our home. You know, when, when uh, I was in eighth grade, my dad passed away. When I was in ninth grade, my little brother passed away from leukemia. And I have two older brothers. And when he, they passed away, we didn't talk to each other at all. We went into our rooms. We wouldn't talk to each other at all. We went into our rooms. We'd hear, my, we'd hear my mom yelling in the living room, yelling all the time. So we went into our rooms. We had a terrible relationship. We didn't talk to each other. We didn't want to talk to each other. 
And not, one day, I, when I was in 11th grade, I was, I was like, I don't have a relationship with my brothers at all. And so I, I started slowly asking them, how are you doing? How are you doing, Jeremy? How are you doing, Jonathan? And they would say good, and they would go to their rooms. And eventually, I just kept saying that, how are you doing? How are you doing? And, there was, and they, they would answer and start elaborating more. And they started asking me how I was doing, how, how, how I was doing. And now I can say that me and my brothers talk longer on the phone than we ever have. It was, it was an ugly place that we were in. And God wants you to seek the shalom in your house. He wants you to seek the shalom in your lives, in your brokenness. Because we, we all know, we, some of us, all of us have ugly families. There's messiness. Even the ones that seem so perfect on the outside, we know that they're messy, don't we? Even the ones that seem so broken, there's, there's hope. So, so what does God want us to do? He wants us to seek the shalom in the city, in our houses. Um, he wants us to serve, to live for his glory. Maybe there's a new kid at school that, you know, what would it be like to like sit by him? Yeah, you know, we talk about this, and like this is like the kind thing that we do to people, but what would it actually be like to befriend this kid and show him what it's like to have a family and friends? My last point, now, verses 10 and 11. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completely for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. If you're a child of God, you have a future and you have a hope. God wants to restore this world, this broken world, and we get glimpses of it now. We get beauty right now. We get birds in the sky, beaches. Get the, we get the beautiful springs here. But we make it ugly, don't we? We make this world ugly. Um, in St. Louis, some of us, who's been on the St. Louis trip? There we go. In St. Louis, we, one of the speaker uh, says a story about this, about this girl being abused and raped. We, we often talk about in Christian circles the sins that we do are forgiven. The sins that we do are forgiven. But what about the sins done to us? Does the gospel work in that too? And yes, yes, it does. He, he talks about, yes, the gospel is so powerful it works against the sin done to us. Um, and that we do have a hope, and it's Jesus. And he died for our sin. And he died for the sin that is done to us. And if you're his child, you can run to him. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you're a God that cares about earth and that you are making all things new. We thank you that you're a God that pursues the flock. Lord, be with the hearts of everyone here tonight. Lord, draw them in. In Jesus' name, amen.
play it. We'll play it. Yeah. Um, we, we do have small groups, but we can play it after small groups. All right. Um, if you were with Amber, <clears throat> you'll actually be with Alexis tonight. And uh, if you're with Austin Haggerty, you're going to be with Jason. If you're in ninth grade, you're going to be with Mikey Puckett. All right. Go, go, go.